The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. While the disciples were telling how they had seen Jesus risen from the dead, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Here we are, just two weeks after Easter. On Easter Sunday, we experienced the beauty of the resurrection. We heard from John's Gospel about Mary and Simon Peter and their friend. They all met the resurrected Christ, and they went and proclaimed the good news. Last week we met Thomas. He and his friends were upstairs in a room, and Jesus came to be with them twice. He moved through locked and closed doors to be with them. And they believed, and others followed suit. And then just before this reading in today's gospel, the passage that they're discussing when we begin, Jesus has walked with two of his friends to Emmaus, and when they arrive at their destination, he sits down with his friends and breaks bread. They shared a meal just like the Eucharist that we will share in a moment and they realized that Jesus was with them. Can you imagine? Each of these disciples have encountered their friend that a few days earlier they witnessed being crucified. The person that they had come to love, whose vision for the world had swept each of them up 
causing them to abandon their life as they had known it, whose promise for eternal life through the way that they love each other and lived, this person has come back to say that everything is going exactly as it should be. Everything is going according to plan. Love is stronger than death. God's kingdom is bigger than our human kingdom. And the Roman way is not God's way. And so you know that the word would be getting out. This story would be spreading faster than a scandal in middle school. Jesus is back and victory has been won. So you would think, you would think naturally that of course the disciples, the rest of the disciples would be waiting for that moment when Jesus would appear to them. They would be looking for him. They would be searching him out. They want to have that same experience as their friends. They're already sharing stories. Verse 36 says they are talking about this. The disciples are talking about how Jesus just appeared to their friends. So they should be expecting him. And then all of a sudden he appears and says, peace be with you. We've become so trained as Episcopalians that you might have thought they would have responded with a loud and enthusiastic and also with you. But instead, they are startled. They are surprised. And they are even frightened. Doubts begin to rise up in their hearts. They even forget the simplest act of hospitality. Jesus has to ask for food, as if his friends were not going to invite him to sit down and take a load off and share a meal. After just talking about that road to Emmaus and how Jesus was known in the breaking of the bread, the disciples forget to break bread with their friend. Just moments after the first Easter, Jesus' best friends, who know the truth, are already doubting. They're fearful of what might happen next, so much so that they've forgotten how to be hospitable. I kind of wonder if this is good news because it means that we shouldn't be so discouraged when we find ourselves being just like the disciples, scared, doubting, and sometimes forgetting our core value of love. And hospitality. I've been wondering the last few days what our country's response would be to the chemical attacks in Syria. Found out yesterday when France and Britain and our own country launched over a hundred missiles into three chemical storage and research facilities. And I've been wondering if this was the right thing for us to do. And when I ask myself that question, I then go a little bit deeper and I have to, to wonder why we are engaging in conflict in the first place. And what's the history of conflict in Syria? And, and there's no way, I mean, it would take several forums for us to, to thoughtfully unpack this in a 50-minute Sunday school class. And, 
There's no way I could even do that in a 10-minute sermon, so I'll just set your hearts at ease and let you know that I'm not going to answer that question. But I do wonder if underneath the decision, like many other decisions, was fear. Maybe it's fear that these chemical attacks will continue or fear that the world will come less stable or fear that we'll no longer be the power that we are and this will impact our ability to thrive. And I wonder how many of our decisions, of our policies, of the way that we engage in this world is because of fear. I wonder. Isn't that human to allow fear to impact our decision-making? And on a more personal level, I wonder what the things are that we're afraid of in our own lives. Maybe we're afraid that someone will know that we're a fraud or we're not as smart as people think we are. Or maybe we're afraid that we can't provide everything we want to be able to provide our family. Or maybe we're afraid that someone is going to be better than us or get that promotion or that we're going to be hurt or that we're going to lose something. Maybe we fear our own country or we fear the alternative. And I don't need to say that, I mean, I need to say that not all fear is bad. Over the history of humanity, fear has helped us make good decisions sometimes that part of our brain that has developed in order that we survive. It helps us survive. But I'm also interested in the spiritual component as introduced in our gospel today. The disciples are afraid. They shouldn't be afraid because God has done what God has promised. And the disciples' fear keeps them from acting with love and hospitality. The good news is that we are people of the incarnation. That means that we believe, we believe that Jesus is present, is present when we gather together. That is Jesus in this room when in just a few moments we say, peace be with you. Through the Eucharist, through you and I, God is here fully present. And so when we hear those words, we should believe those words and begin to push fear and doubt out of our lives. It's not because there's anything wrong with having fear or doubt. We may have those feelings from week to week. But we show up here in order that we can learn how to fear and doubt less so that we can act with love and hospitality first. Our faith should encourage you and me to not be afraid. All of the things that we worry about do not matter in the big picture. If God has a love for us that is eternal, then there is nothing else that matters. Our job as Christians and Easter people is to recognize that love, to let that love shape us and push us and push out all fear and doubt 
so that we can live in this world in a way that always reflects the love and hospitality that God invites us to share. There's a blessing that is often attributed to St. Clair that I want to offer you all this morning. It might be familiar. Live without fear. Your Creator has made you holy, has always protected you, and loves you as a mother. Go in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with you always. Amen.